it's totally dependent on the objectives. It's totally dependent on uh, how well the campaign is structured. It's totally dependent on what keywords are you using. And it's totally dependent on how well your website, again, is structured so that people go to the most relevant page and they, they, it's easy for them to take the most relevant action. So uh, the, the ads are one part of the ecosystem. Right. It's a very important part of the ecosystem because it's basically free adver it's advertising that you're not paying for. You're listening to the Nonprofit Problem Solver Podcast brought to you by KevKayat.com. Kev helps nonprofit leaders deliver more impact faster and easier so they can be mission accomplished in 40 hours a week or less. For more information, visit KevKayat.com. Because good causes deserve better results. Now, here is the host of Nonprofit Problem Solver, Kev Kayat. Welcome to Nonprofit Problem Solver, brought to you by Yachtme, a virtual events platform 100% free to nonprofits, and PodPro Audio, making professional podcasting easy. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Kev Kayat, and we are now in season four, so make sure to dial into the growing back catalog. We've covered lots of problems and issues, and if there's something you'd like me to cover, just drop me a line on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Just a quick reminder, you are actually the nonprofit problem solver. My guests and I are trying to make your job a little easier by sharing practical, tactical expertise that you can put straight into action, as well as raising awareness about our featured nonprofit. This is a recording of a live fundraising event hosted on Yachtme, which would be a great place for your virtual or hybrid event. Find out more at y.yacht.me. That's W-H-Y.Y-O-T dot M-E. You can join the live podcast every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. RSVP at yacht.me or nonprofitproblemsolver.com. You can find me, Kev Kyatt, at kevkyatt.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Clubhouse. You're invited to join the Nonprofit Problem Solver Club clubhouse and the nonprofit problem solver facebook group to get all the latest practical tactical advice on being the best nonprofit entrepreneur you can be and you can check out my coaching programs at nonprofitentrepreneur.com welcome to season four we're going to start with something a bit different a two-part podcast over two episodes because our first topic is so big so huge and so potentially complicated that we need two shows to cover it our topic is the Google Ads Grant, which gives $10,000 of Google Ads to nonprofits every month. How much fundraising can you raise with $10,000 of free Google Ads? Sounds like a no-brainer. Paid ad specialist Sylvia Coletto walks us through all the things you need to have in place to qualify, and then all the things you need to think about to make sure this program is for you. Next time, we'll pick up the question of making it work well. Our nonprofit partner is Toybox, the global effort to get children off the streets. Visit toybox.org.uk. And we are recording. Okay. So, welcome everyone to Nonprofit Problem Solver Podcast. This is the launch of season four. Uh, and, um, not off to the perhaps the most auspicious uh, start, but um, 
Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to have a conversation about uh, whether Google ads are worth it. So I want to just say thank you to the sponsors, Pod Pro Audio and the Yachtme platform. And um, we are uh, um, live and open to questions in the chat. So um, for uh, the, the other thing that people need to realize about season four, which is which is different, is that we are also uh, partnering with a nonprofit in every episode. In this case, it's Toybox, toybox.org.uk, which is the global effort to get uh, children off the streets. So a uh, five pound donation will get a, uh, a warm meal and a drink for a child who's currently living on the streets. Uh, and as we move into the school year, uh, it's worth noting that $25 will get a school uniform and a stationary kit. So if you can um, go over to toybox.org.uk uh, and make a donation, that would be great. Um, and uh, hopefully next week uh, with uh, episode 48, when we do uh, part two of this question around uh, uh, Google ads and Sylvia joins us again, um, we'll be back on the Yachtme platform. So uh, for those of you who are listening live, you want to throw questions in the chat, we'll incorporate those into our uh, conversation. Um, but uh, now let me give you a chance to um, Sylvia to uh, introduce yourself. How are you, Sylvia? I'm very good. Thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me. And um, I'm honored to open season four. And I'm also very honored to be the first one to have a two part series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I started uh, season one with uh, some panels. We did 12 uh, episodes with panels of between three and I think up to eight. And I've had a couple of those folks uh, come back. Um, and, and a few of those are, are scheduled even for season four. But uh, this is this is the first time we've done a sort of back to back two part uh, series. And, and let's be let's be transparent here. So you and I met on Clubhouse um, and we were talking about this topic. And in fact, we did a couple of dedicated rooms on this because it's a really important topic for nonprofits to understand. Uh, yes, it is actually something that uh, not not a lot of people um, know about in the nonprofit space, but also something that is surprising that they don't know about, considering it's uh, free money. <laughs> so, where usually that would be something that goes into the category of grant writing, but because it's specific for digital advertising, it's probably so niche that um, even grant writers don't know about it and so they can't suggest it to businesses. Right. Okay, so um, let's, uh, let's um, get a bit more information about you before we jump into the topic. So tell us about your, um, your background and how you uh, got involved with nonprofits and um, what you're currently doing at the moment. So my uh, background is uh, marketing and PR. Uh, I started my career with, with PR briefly, and then I went into marketing. Uh, I covered every aspect of marketing, um, offline, uh, emails, content, uh, strategy, and social media, everything that you can think of. And then I moved into digital and specifically um, paid advertising where I am to this day. I decided to specialize in that. 
Now, I worked for small businesses, big businesses, corporates, agencies, startups. Uh, I've, I've covered the entire lot and nonprofits as well. Um, the reason why I have started to work with nonprofits is, is specifically because of this grant opportunity. Because uh, as, as we all know, nonprofits are uh, most of the time limited in budget. So any help that can come their way is more than appreciated. And Google so happens to have a lot of money to give away. So we might as well take advantage of that and, uh, and get as much money from them as we can because they are going to give the money away anyway. It right. might as well be you. <laughs> so um, there are a few things that, that we're going to talk about that, that need to be in place before um, you get accepted for the grant. But once you do, that is the equivalent of 10,000 US dollars a month um, uh, on, in, in the country, like in, in, the, in the currency. In the, in the of, local currency. Uh, in the local currency. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, yeah. have to define it uh, in, in detail at a moment, um, the the interesting thing here is you're saying the this uh, um, opportunity, the Google Ads grant, is is really what drove you to shift your business from primarily private sector to primarily nonprofit. Primarily nonprofit, yes, yes, because okay. there is a um, as far as I'm concerned, having uh, nonprofits do something fundamental for, for society uh, and it, it, they shouldn't they shouldn't really be existing you know like society should be working perfectly but it doesn't so non-profits <laughs> are there to help to help where where the the uh, government channels will not and they are making a tangible and material difference way more than the for-profits are doing like for-profits do just that they look for the profit yeah. Nonprofits look for the people, so, so that that is why I prefer to work with nonprofits. Okay, and uh, final thing before we get into the topic in detail, uh, how should people find you online and get in touch with you? And what sort of training and support do you offer your clients? Um, so you're gonna um, find me on the, the paidadschool.com. So that's my website, and uh, also in there you're gonna have you're gonna have most of my contact details. But also it, you can find me on LinkedIn. So I've got quite a unique name, and I've got a definitely unique face. I'll let you know. It, I'll let you know, and you let me know if it's a positive or a negative. But you're gonna <laughs> find me there. So you're you're not only gonna um, see what I do, like the website, but also. Um, learn more about me as a person on LinkedIn, which I think it's um, it's slightly a better approach because at the end of the day, it's, it's it's always about working with people that you like and then you trust and then you build a relationship with. And as far as the training is concerned, um, I do quite a few things actually. I I have. Um, training sessions for people who already have somebody who's offered to run ads in-house so that I do the training and teach them how to do it so that they can do it themselves. Um, 
sometimes I, I, I go, I've got training where people come to me and say, uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to run out at the moment, what should I do? So those are the um, um, preparation sessions before you, you spend money on any kind of marketing, really, not just advertising. And then it's, it's the usual management packages. So I, that's the version where I do everything and I run the ads for you. Mm-hmm. And that's a monthly retainer, basically. Right. Okay. Uh, that's great. So uh, thank you for that. So you're, I know you're, you're, also, um, you're also active on Instagram. Is that right? Yes, I am. I am indeed. It's um, it's fascinating how how different the audience on Instagram is. So I find that on Instagram, most of the people that, that look at my content are um, um, small businesses, like solopreneurs, not really that much non-profits, which is interesting. Hmm. Uh, but yes, I'm definitely on Instagram as well. And, and the handle is always the same, the paid at school. Right. Okay, so paid ad school to find Sylvia online. Okay, so let's get into our topic here. Uh, Google Ads Grant, uh, it's been around for a little while. Um, yes. Let's describe exactly what it is. You already mentioned that it's $10,000 uh, in and in the local currency, wherever, wherever you might be, uh, yeah. the equivalent of $10,000. Uh, but it's not a traditional grant in the sense that money moves from Google to the nonprofit in order to uh, fulfill a program or, 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 or meet some sort of objective. It's, um, it's an allowance, really, isn't yes. it? Yes, it's, it's a Google Ads credit. So what happens is that Google says, congratulations, you can get this grant. Yay. And then, and then they say to you, there you go. This is your account. Uh, you can create your campaign and your ads in here. You will spend up to ten thousand. Uh, you're gonna see the spend going up because we have to see how much you're spending. But up to ten thousand, you're not paying for it. We are covering the bill. Right, and so, is there, so there uh, is no, there is never any money exchange. Right, there's never. So basically, what they're saying is they've made their uh, advertising platform available to nonprofits who meet the criteria, which we'll get onto in a moment. Uh, they is available up to a, a, a the equivalent of a ten thousand dollars spend, but the nonprofit isn't charged any money uh, exactly. for for, for um, um, uh, having those ads um, in, yeah. until they go over the ten thousand dollar limit. Yes, so uh, it's it's worth saying that ten thousand uh, dollars is a lot of money to spend. And for the majority of nonprofits, you're not going to get to 10000 So basically, uh, So it's, the it's, likelihood of going over is very rare to non-existent for okay. the majority of nonprofits because they're too small. Um, in the likelihood that you are going over, you can set up a limit and say at 10000 turn everything off until the first of the following month. Or they're going to charge you for the difference. But again, uh, it's so unlikely that I wouldn't worry about that. Not a consideration. Not a consideration. No. But, the, but the, the point really is that it is not actual cash. There is no movement of money. Uh, uh, how you account for it you know, depends on your own sort of local rules, uh, but it's not something that you, um, uh, 
uh, have to uh, have to worry about in terms of in terms of you know money going into your account. So um, the the key thing is uh, the question that we're going to ask is um, is it is it worth actually doing? It sounds like a lot of money, although it's as we said, it's not cash. Uh, are there reasons why nonprofits should not do it? Well, the only reason that I can ever think of is if what you offer is so niche that nobody's searching for it. But again, that the chance of nobody searching for what you offer is again so small that I, I wouldn't be worrying about it. Every every single nonprofit could use with advertising money. If not for website traffic or for anything specific, at least for brand awareness purposes. You can never be in front of people too much. Right. Okay. So um, in, in, in a sense, we, we, we could, on the one hand, say we've answered our question because uh, as long as you meet the criteria, which we'll get on to next, uh, this should be high on your uh, list of considerations because, like you said, you can't be uh, in front of uh, of too many people. However, uh, well, let's go through the let's go through the criteria because it's obviously not everyone's going to match the criteria. And then the next thing we'll cover is the um, the costs of of actually doing it well, which I know is the topic really for next week on how we do it. But it is a consideration if you're going to pursue this yeah. uh, oh. this opportunity. So what are what are the requirements to be eligible for the grant? Okay, so there are a few requirements that are not, um, I, I, I would not say they're not um, groundbreakingly hard. So it's, it's most of the time, it's small changes that you have to make to the website, unless your website is so terrible that it needs redoing anyway, in which case it's not really the grand sport, right? It's the website that needs redoing because maybe it's too old. But for if the website has been created in the past, dare I say, five years, mm -hmm. you should be okay. And you should only need to be tweaking rather than redoing everything. Um, so the first, the first requirement is you need to have your own website. So the website needs to be yours. No uh, donation pages, no third parties. You need to have your own website. You need when, to sorry, have when you say access. no donation pages, it doesn't mean you don't mean that you can't have donation pages on your website. No, what you I, mean what is I you mean cannot be the ties to the donation page. Right, right. Your website or can't be like uh, just giving, for example. Right. Um, you need to advertise to your own website. If in, on your own website you have a donation page, of course, by all means, do that. But third parties are usually a big problem. The reason it's a big problem is because uh, you cannot track what happens on another website. You don't see that you just see people clicking on your ad, but you don't see what they do next. So if there is any problem, you can't tell what it is because you don't have the data. So all the advertising goes to the website 
uh, that that is yours. Uh, you can have the full control on and and a hundred percent see all the data that that you need to see. So this is this is the first thing. Your own website access to a the people who have created your website. If it's a third party or if you've got somebody in a house that manages your website, either way. You need to have direct and quick access to these people because if something is changing or something needs fixing, the closer you are with them, the easier it's going to be. Okay, so you need to basically have a website that you've got some control over. Yes, um, absolutely. 100%. Because that's what the Google ad, the Google ad, the links do from Google directly to your own website. So it's website, got to be owned yes. by the nonprofit and and managed. Yes. Um, if, even if it's a third party that you've contracted to manage it or a volunteer, you've got to have access to that person in case they need to make tweaks and so on. Put it this way. When on the application, you, you put in, this is the website, and they say, okay, we give you the grant. They go in the, to give you the grant based on the website and, and on a couple of other factors. So all the traffic needs to go to that website. They don't give you the grant for this website and then you can advertise wherever. This is this is the best way to put it. It's just your website. Okay. And uh, then you have to have a very clear mission. Usually most nonprofits have a, a, a mission on their homepage because what do they stand for? That's the pretty much... The biggest difference between a for-profit and a non-profit website, like the cause that you're yes. working for and then you're working towards is there and it needs to be 100% clear what people can expect when they land on the website. So if you haven't got your mission on your homepage, like, and it's very prominent, that is something that needs to be added. And so let me clarify that for, 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 for people listening. Uh, when you say your mission or, or what you're doing, you don't necessarily mean the nonprofit's mission statement verbatim, word for word on the homepage. But what no. you mean is that it's got to be clear what it is that you do, what your purpose is, yeah. what 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 you're trying to fix in the world or what social impact you're after uh, needs to be very clear on your website. It does not need word for word your mission statement um, front and center, but it needs your, you know, something that reflects your mission. Is that fair? Correct. Yes. Okay. And also, um, on top of that, you are going to need to have a clear navigation. So the navigation for the guys that are not used to, uh, website language is that bar at the top where you have the most common links that send you to the most important pages on your website. So that part, that navigation needs to be very clear. So you can't, a person cannot be confused and be wondering where they're supposed to go when they land on your website. So for example, like, uh, some of the clearest navigation that I've seen is uh, about us, our mission, our services, our events, um, donation page, or if, if, if they've got a small e-commerce website where they sell some merchandise, mm -hmm. that is there as well, and then contact us. You know, something really that simple. is clear, 
what you're going to see and where you need to go. Because again, confusion is what Google doesn't like. Uh, Google is looking for websites that are clear, easy to navigate, where people find very quickly what they're looking for. Um, if they don't see that on your website, they're not going to give you the grant. So okay. if your navigation is confusing, you need to fix that. Okay. So you need to have a you need to have an up to date website that makes it yes. clear what it is you do and is easy enough to move around. Now let me ask you uh, on the donation page. I know a lot of um, uh, uh, fundraising software, fundraising apps uh, allow you to um, uh, sort of import that system uh, and they sort of recreate a page that you can put on your website. Well, is that does that create a problem for for Google? No, because you can track those as though it's your yeah. own website, right? You can embed a form. Uh, you can embed part of the donation page on your website page, and that's perfectly fine. Okay. Because the donation the donation system is supposed to be uh, communicating with Google Analytics. Mm-hmm. And that is the analytics of your website that every website is supposed to have and that your developers or your website people were supposed to set up for you when they created the website. So if you don't know if you've got it, ask, because 99.9% you're supposed to already have it. So uh, the, the donation, usually the, the donation third party usually communicates with analytics so you are going to have a report on how much, how many donations you get anyway. So that's not a problem. The, the, the thing that you have to pay attention on on the donation page is you have to make it clear what the donations are going to be used for. And I'm not saying every single thing that, you, that you're going to use the donation for. But what I'm saying is, for example, in Toybox case, if they are going to um, use the donation to, um, to uh, provide um, um, meals or to send uh, a kid back to school or, or they're going to um, uh, create birth certificates, for these kids so all these things like generic categories you have to make clear that the donations go towards those things but in general it needs to be clear that all the all the money that you get is reinvested back into activities that help the charity move forward whether that's on the people that the charity serves or the people that the charity needs in order to run the charity, right. whatever it is, it needs to be reinvested in the charity. Right. I mean, in a sense, those are the accounting requirements for any nonprofit, you know, in most, in most jurisdictions yes. anyway. So um, although what, the way you described it might, uh, people listening might think that's quite technical, Really, if, if as long as your donations <laughs> are 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 being used for legitimate nonprofit purposes, you should be fine. It's but fine. It, there shouldn't yes. really be any confusion. Um, no, you know, right? I mean, that's really the main the main point. 
And to also labor on that point and another requirements is that either on the donation page or on the about us page somewhere, you need to make available uh, for download a copy of your last annual report. Okay. Because again, it has to be transparent how the money is used. So because it's it's very easy to say, oh yeah, everything is is invested into the charity. But can you prove that? So it the the making the the annual report available is very easy. It's literally just it can literally just be a link saying. Uh, see latest annual report and then you <laughs> click on the link and then you open up the PDF so it doesn't really have to be hard not fancy nothing but that uh, information needs to be publicly available okay so uh, in summary the requirements are that um, we'll just go backwards from where you are you have to have the annual report available on your website which it, which translates to meaning you've got to been around for at least you know, for like 15, 18 months, so you've had, uh, you know, enough time to have your, an annual yes. report and get it completed and, and, and so on. So it's not for brand, brand new startups, although you could be in, you know, very early stages, but um, you need to have at least one annual report. Uh, you need to own your website. It needs to have some clear navigation. Uh, it needs to be relatively obvious that the donations themselves are being used for legitimate nonprofit purposes. Yeah. Um, and I, th I mean, that's, that's just about it, isn't it? Um, uh, another last one that I'm going to add, and that is, this is quite important, is the um, website needs to be optimized for mobile. And now I'm getting into the realm of, oh, oh my God, what are you talking about? So it, it, sounds, it, it, it sounds very difficult, but in reality, it's not. It just means that when you open the website on Oh, on a phone. Uh -huh. uh, the website needs to resize to the size of the phone. Right. It needs to work on so mobile. It's going to look simple as that. It's going to look different than on your desktop or on, on your laptop. And the reason the modern websites do that, so to speak, is because, of course, if you're going to have the same thing on a big screen or on the tiny screen, on the tiny screen, you're not going to be able to read anything. So right. you can't really use the website. Well, it's also a different shape. It's a different orientation. Yeah. You know, it's a completely different shape. Right, the modules, right. the modules are the same. The content is the same. It's just, it's just the order in which things appear is different because you have to allow for people to actually be able to see something on on their phone. So um, that goes back to what I was saying about the usually websites that are up to five years old are fine because right. these are to be already being developed to work uh, and be mobile responsive but if not um, you're going to have an issue in the sense that you need the website agency or whoever creates the website for you to actually create the mobile version from scratch right. so that is a considerate uh, like a, a time investment it's not something that you do in five minutes which also could also open like another uh, discussion of if we need the mobile version, shouldn't we just redo the entire website yeah, and, and be done with it? Yeah. But either, either way, uh, 
mobile friendly is really important because and it just depends on the industry depends on your specific case but usually 70 to 85 percent of traffic to your website comes from mobile so not having a mobile friendly website splashes your opportunities for everything even if you didn't have the grant even just on a day-to-day -day basis you're relying on your website your website is your is your basically your 24 7 shop always open tells people what you do and people can't, can't see what you do because the website doesn't work properly right so even even if you're not going to get the grant even if you don't want to get the grant please go to your website and make sure it's optimized for mobile because it's going to make a not a huge a humongous difference in the traffic that you're going to get yeah yeah Okay, I, you know, I think that's I think that goes without saying these days, uh, but is worth reminding people. I think the other thing that we um, skipped over, which or or took for granted, was having nonprofit status as an organization. So in the United oh, States, yeah. that's a five hundred one c three. In the UK, right. it's registered charity. Yes. Uh, obviously, every jurisdiction has its own version of a tax exempt status, which uh, which is what we're talking about as a as a nonprofit. Um, obviously, um, the 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 Google Ad Grant application uh, will require that. So let's let's walk through that application uh, uh, just briefly. Um, Obviously, you're going to provide links to your website that they're going to look at. You need to provide um, either a direct link to the annual report or they'll find, you know, or, or, or point to where it is on the website and some demonstration or proof of your um, registration as a tax uh, exempt organization or as we're, as we're referring to them as, as nonprofits. Uh, how do you actually do that, that, uh, that application? It's it's not, I'm guessing, a paper form. It's something you do online. No, it's correct? not a paper form. <laughs> Thankfully, no, it's not a paper <laughs> form. Um, so what happens is, is you go to um, the website called Google for Nonprofits. Easy. That's what it says on the tin. And you register your nonprofit uh, when, with with an account, like you would register an account on any other website. And you register this account with TechSoup. Um, some of you might already be familiar with TechSoup because you've used it for other reasons. But Google uses TechSoup to screen the applications uh, for um, for the nonprofit because. Because TechSoup already works with nonprofits across the world and they already got this massive database, chances are most, um, most uh, nonprofits are already known to, to TechSoup. So it makes the screening and, and, and of the applications a lot easier because they have already some, some background data. Um, so it's, it's an online form. Uh, so it's nothing, nothing, uh, nothing difficult to you put in the data that they're asking you. It's all um, data and, and details that are specific to your nonprofit. So hence why you can't get other people to do it for you because you need those specifics. So it would be, it would just take more time if somebody else did it for you. 
And, uh, but just, you don't need to write out a grant application. You're basically just filling no. in a form yes. that says, I'm a legitimate nonprofit. Come take a look at my website and my annual report. And look, have a look. Uh, did, did, we, did we fit all the requirements? Um, if you don't, uh, they usually come back to you and say, look, uh, we can't give you the grant because of this, this, and this. If you make these changes then we reconsider it again and, and apply again for the grant. So it's not like one-off. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Like if, if they see that there is something that you have missed on, they're going to tell you, make these changes and then, and then apply again. So uh, from the moment you uh, fill out this form online, they take, according to the website, out to five business days, to say yes or no, so it's not a long wait. No, very quick turnaround. And um, and then if they say yes, uh, they're going to send you an email uh, saying, okay, um, congratulations, you've been approved. You're going to get a few other emails where we're going to um, give you your account and we're going to set up the line of credit for you, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be able to start advertising. So... It's a very streamlined process. There is no paper involved. They might ask you to uh, a co- for a copy of the annual report, but again, um, if you have it, there is no problem in, in supplying it because they have to, again, double-check that um, the money is going where you're saying it went uh, for um, um, compliance reasons. Yes. And uh, then, yeah, at this point, you are officially ready to advertise and a whole new world opens because believe it or not this was the easy part yes no it's it's very much the easy part uh and uh we alluded to that earlier in our conversation because when we're asking the question is the google ads grant worth it it's not about uh whether having a, a viable and good website is is worthwhile, whether trying to generate traffic to your website is worthwhile. Uh, it's it's really can you spend the time and or and or money or the, broadly call it an investment to get to grips with what it means to do the Google Ads grant well. Yeah, uh, I don't think I I could have put it better myself. I think I'm going to write this down <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and say it this way to, to, to a new nonprofit that I talk to from now on. Yeah, this is the most concise way anybody has ever said that. So, yeah, I'm going to write this down. well we got this recording and you get the transcript as a guest so that's always that's always useful um so uh yeah this is really the this is really the heart of the 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 question uh and i think we've covered a lot of ground in uh in dismissing concerns about it's a huge obstacle to uh qualify for the grant it's or that it's a huge obstacle to apply for the grant Really, the question of whether it's worthwhile is, can you use it effectively? And I know 
to part two next week, we're going to go through all the details of, of, of how you, you do that um, in, in, in great detail, assuming that you're going to do it. And so this is how you do it well. So um, we'll want to cover that next week. But there is a cost involved. Uh, and so most nonprofits are going to say, uh, ooh, I've, in order for me to leverage this credit line from Google, up to 10k and i'm unlikely to go over it i have to spend a certain amount of time and or money <laughs> and what am i likely to get on the other side so it's not a huge expense to apply for it it's not a huge expense my website's probably already compliant uh so i can get the google grant quickly for mo in most cases Cases, yeah. But what am I going to get by having the Google Ads grant? Since it's not a grant of cash in my coffers to, to do my local social impact work, what am I going to get by having the Google Ads grant? And is it worth it? So that seems to me the key question. Yeah, it is. It is a key question. And, and that's also one of the questions that it's clear everybody asks. And it's also one of the questions that I always come back and say, how long is a piece of string? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, afraid you might uh, say that. <laughs> I have to attempt uh, an answer. So I cannot give any numbers specifically because the, um, it's impossible to give numbers. But I'm going to attempt to reframe how you think about... Um, about results. Okay, that's great. First of all, um, results uh, depends on your on the, the the main objective of the charity. So, if your main objective is to find more volunteers, that is going to be the focus of the advertising. So your results are going to be measured in how many volunteers did I get. If your, um, if your goal is to um, find people to fundraise for you, the, the results are going to be judged by how many people uh, did we find through the advertising that wanted to fundraise for us. Or same for... If your if your main model is to bring as many people as possible into events, how many did we get from the ads? If you want people to give you donations, how many did we get through ads? So um, giving a definite number isn't possible because it depends on uh, on the type of activity that you do. Uh, like for example, I don't know. Children charities versus uh, people supporting the elderly versus uh, you know you know the, all these things all, all these different areas have got a different amount of people that are searching for these things on Google, which means that you're going to have a different amount of people seeing your ad. And as a result, if they're interested, going going to your website. But isn't but, isn't let me let me inter, in, interject there. Is it is it is it really about what the what the nonprofit or the charity is trying to do as part of its mission, or is it more a sort of marketing one hundred and one? 
you you use your Google Ads grant as part of your marketing campaign, and a marketing campaign should have objectives. So like you were saying, your objective could be to uh, bring people to an event. It could be to uh, recruit volunteers. It could be to increase donations. Those are all quite different objectives, and you wouldn't be yes. addressing all of them at the same time with a single Google yeah. Ads grant. You, you would... You would have a campaign with with objectives, and it's basically what I think. What you're saying is the the results uh, uh, of of the Google Ad Grant is entirely dependent on what your objectives are when you're using exactly. it that particular month mm-hmm. or that quarter or forever that period yes. of time is. It's totally dependent on the objectives. It's totally dependent on uh, how well the campaign is structured. It's totally dependent on what keywords are you using. And it's totally dependent on how well your website, again, is structured so that people go to the most relevant page and they, they, it's easy for them to take the most relevant action. So uh, the, the ads are one part of the ecosystem. Right. It's a very important part of the ecosystem because it's basically free ad- it's advertising that you're not paying for. It's all those people that, that are coming, new people that are coming to your website right now because right now they search for something like volunteer jobs near me. So those people right now have an interest in doing something to help other people. So this is just an example. Of yeah, the no, it's a great example. It was the one I was going to use as well, because I was going to say, it, it doesn't matter if you've got a very effective Google ad grant to, to recruit volunteers. If they go to your website and it's a mess in terms of a, a potential volunteer trying to work out what to do when they get to your website. If it's difficult on your website for someone to volunteer, the Google Ads grant isn't going to change that. It's just going to bring more people to your website to realize how difficult it is to volunteer. Yeah, but also say say you've got the, or a volunteer page specifically and and you're saying, oh, would you like to volunteer for us? Contact, contact us here. Yeah, fair enough. But what do you want the volunteers for? Uh, how many hours a week? What do you want them to do? Uh, what are the things that they're going to let them figure out, let them read through it and figure out if it's something that they would like to do because otherwise, you know, contact us. Why? What am I helping you out with? Can I even do it? There are also all these questions. So just, just to say that in to like to, to confirm what you said, it's Google Ads is never the solution. This the solution to anything. It is part of the solution of what you're looking for. It's because the volume component. Yes, it it exposes you in front of new people, always new people that are searching for what you have to offer right at the moment in time. So if your campaigns are structured in the right way. Um, you put your advertising at the top of Google search results, usually it's the second or the third ad that shows up on a page. Mm-hmm. So on 
top of all the others that haven't paid for it and slightly below the businesses that paid for it. Unfortunately, we cannot show up at the top. Uh, that's that's for, for profits. <laughs> yeah. But we can show still in the, in the three or four that have paid for it, although you haven't really paid for it because you got a grant. Right. Okay. So... I think I think I'm going to try and reframe uh, to use your term, uh, which I think is a great one to understand this this question of of, of Google Ads grant being worth it. Uh, it's 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 worth it if you you have a marketing objective that is missing scale or that volume component. Uh, or an exposure to a wide audience of people who may be looking on Google, at, asking the right sort of questions. <laughs> and when they get to your website, it's clear what they, uh, what information they would get and what actions they would, they would take to fulfill your objective. So it's donate, volunteer, participate, uh, uh, attend an event or, or whatever. Um, and and so the volume, the Google Ads grant is 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 a good way to get that that volume and scale. It is a, a very good way because um, just to give some some data, there are a few million of new searches, the uh, brand new searches that are, are created every day. So it's always new things that people are searching for and they are variations of existing things so for example just on the volunteer side there must be hundreds of different variations of of, of searches that that people have actually typed into the google uh, search bar that relate to what you offer and, and to what you are looking for. And it's the skill of somebody who's done advertising for a long time or is going to spend a lot of time honing the skill to be able to put the ads in front of as many of those people as they can. So right. it, it, it is a combination of you have to know what you're going for what is the most important thing for you right now? What is that you need the most? Concentrate on that one. Okay, that campaign is working. It's bringing recurring to the website. It's bringing um, whatever it is. Maybe, let's keep to the case of volunteers. It's, keeping, it's bringing you uh, consistent inquiries. Hey, I would like to uh, to volunteer. What more do you need me to do? Let's have a chat, etc. And then once that one is working, like you go into okay, now we need um, now we need people who would like to to uh, make recurring donations. Okay, so let's look for all the keywords that show pe people's intent to want to give some money to this type of project right okay and that's Where what we're going to cover next week all the all, like how to make it work well right yes um but but in terms of answering this 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 very fundamental question of is it worth it um it's easy to jump in and apply for it and get it let's let's just make that 
it's not a that's not the challenge it's not like a grant in that sense where uh you have to fill out this extensive application perhaps uh certainly for you know ten thousand dollars a month or one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year would be a substantial grant application if it were being uh, money were being transferred to your own account for you to use in employing staff and facilities and so on to run your program. This is something different. This is a credit line for you to use in a marketing objective, uh, and it's worth it if you have a clear marketing objective that um, uh, can be answered on your website. And so uh, the volume or the exposure that Google can give you um, makes the grant uh, a very worthwhile thing. Is that is that a is that a good way of characterizing yes, it is, the sort it of is, ROI you is, might get? It is yes. It's um, as we said, it, it is it's a combination of of a lot of things. But I would say, if you don't have this specific objective in mind, and you don't have a website that um, helps you out. In terms of how clear it is, um, you, you're 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 going to struggle, um, and you also need somebody. You either need somebody to come in and do the job for you, or you need a person in house that is going to devote a lot of time to make this thing work. Right, and unless of course, the, and that's the other element about worth it. Um, let's just assume that most nonprofits are not going to have the skills in-house, are not going to have the time to learn the skills, and so they might need to engage someone like yourself. They then have to say, is the objective that we have, let's say it's volunteers or donations or people to an event, uh, is, is that going to generate the return on the investment? Now, obviously, attendance at an event or donations are bringing in revenue. Um, volunteers yeah. don't. However, volunteers may be a critical piece of a of another grant application, a conventional grant that did bring in money, and so they need to have those volunteers. So you know they got to work out for themselves the the return on the investment, assuming that they're going to have to uh, retain or engage the services of, of a specialist in order to make the, the, the Google Ads uh, grant work. Um, and we'll go through some of the details next week, and people can decide for themselves if they want to engage that learning curve or they want to engage someone who's already done the learning curve. Um, but it's important to understand uh, some of the components of a successful Google Ads grant, and that's what we're going to, to cover next week in Episode 48. Yes, I mean it's um, it's again. I mean it's 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 fascinating how um, there is a, um, a a lot of nonprofits, but also a lot of for profits look at uh, advertising uh, uh, and look at the money component, but they don't really pay attention to the time component that much. Interesting. That is a critical. It's 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 a critical thing to to think about because when you're saying um, I'm going to learn how to to use this grant myself, it's it's perfectly doable. But to put things into perspective, you need a person to um, have 
you know, doing paid advertising is a full-time job. And to become not great, to become okay, you need a year and a half in a full-time job <laughs> before you can be left alone yeah. with the account and not, and not literally butcher the hell out of it. Having said that, because the, um, the Google grants is money that you're not, you're not actually paying for the grant. It is slightly less critical. What we're going to talk about next week, though, is the fact that there are certain criteria and certain numbers, metrics that need to be met in order for you to keep the grant. So because right. you uh, can lose it if you don't do it well, which is exactly which is right. And so, so yes, it's important that people understand like the minimum criteria. Um, yes. Right. So time, time investment, if you want to learn it, is fantastic. Um, but you have to be mindful that it's not, gonna be, it's not a quick job that you can do on top of everything else that you do. You need to invest a right. substantial amount of right. time. And it's the standard nonprofit uh, sort of opportunity cost question, which is, yeah. is if we're spending time doing this, what are we not what spending time doing? doing uh, should yeah. we be out networking and, uh, and generating individual donations or should we be out making uh doing partnerships to generate our volunteers that way or or doing something that something um uh something else um so okay i think uh we're going to um bring it to a close there sylvia thank you for part one uh i think we've 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 helped uh frame the question of whether google ads grant is is worth it um and um gone through the eligibility criteria and the, the other ways of thinking about uh, how to fit Google within your broader marketing scheme and having clear uh, objectives. Is there anything else on this question uh, you want to add uh, before we close off and then uh, start planning for next week and, and how to do it well? Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really add anything else to, I think we've covered most of it, but I, I saw that there is, there is a question from Tabitha. So I was, I was looking to answer that one before, before we wrap up. Yeah, go ahead. So the question is, uh, uh, Tabitha says, uh, my organization is recognized and registered as a state nonprofit organization. And we are working on obtaining 501c3 status. Will state nonprofit status work for the Google application process? The answer is no. You have to be a 501c3. So until that's done, you're not. This is it. You're not going to be able to get the grant. Okay. You, you can apply, but you're gonna. You're you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be granted uh, the, the 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 line of credit. So just to confirm, you need that federal uh, tax status, uh, not at state level or any. Anything, anything less than federal, depending on uh, what your jurisdiction is. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I, All right. I don't uh, see any other questions, so yeah, I think we can we can safely wrap up. Okay. No so, worries, can you me. remind people where they can find you online uh, and uh, and reach out to you? Uh, yes. So you can find me on uh, paidoutschool.com. 
that is my uh, my website and also it's my name full name is Sylvia Coletto so you're gonna find me uh, you're gonna find me either on Instagram under the paid out school or under Sylvia Coletto on on LinkedIn either of those connections is absolutely fine by me I will get to your message anyway and yeah. also if you got if you got any questions at all on any of the content that I've gone through or any of the content about nonprofits that I've got on my uh, social accounts, just drop me a message and um, we'll have a chat. Uh, okay. And thank, thank you so much to uh, Sylvia today. Also uh, remind folks that we are fundraising for Toybox, uh, which is uh, the organization that is dedicated to um, bringing children off the streets uh, in a number of different countries worldwide. Uh, you can find them at toybox.org.uk. Uh, a small donation uh, goes a long way. $5 will get a, a meal and a drink for a child, and $25 will help get a child back to school with a uniform and a stationary kit. So uh, we'll be back hopefully on <laughs> Yacht Me next week. Um, uh, for episode 48 and this is that that will be the part two of uh sylvia's um support and training <laughs> about google ads grant uh, and we're going to get really uh really um uh, get our hands dirty next week won't we yeah it's gonna be fun we're gonna deep dive we're gonna deep dive into what the numbers what the numbers mean what you need to get the grant what a okay campaign looks like all the all the things that you have to look out for if you are trying to do the work yourself excellent okay so uh, uh for those of you uh listening on the uh podcast hope you uh download and subscribe and like and share uh on on your social media accounts and uh know that we are here every wednesday at uh, 11 a.m so you'll always be able to find us um, typically on, on, on Yami, we don't have any technical issues. Uh, so thanks everyone. We will see you, uh, next Wednesday for part two. Take care. Thanks for listening to the nonprofit problem solver podcast. My guest was Sylvia Coletto, who you can find on LinkedIn and Instagram as paid ad specialist. This podcast has been expertly produced by Glenn Munoz at PodPro Audio. Find him at podproaudio.com. You can join future conversations live by visiting nonprofitproblemsolver.com. Connect with Kev on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. For more information, visit kevkayat.com. Because good causes deserve better results.